0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Bavakama is daf Chavav 26. We're beginning four lines from the bottom of Chav HaMud Beis. We're going to have five sections in today's learning. So the first section we begin with, the Gemara, following our discussion yesterday, Machlok, Kisra and the Rabbonah, and based on a Kalvachomer, if Karen Bershus HaNizak is a Chayiv, Nezek or Nezek Sholeim, the Gemara moves on to five attempted Kalvachomers, which seems to challenge, five different Kalvachomers, which challenge the known Halacha, and goes through why these Kalvachomers are refuted, and we establish the Halacha as it is. So let's begin the bottom of Hafeim with bays, and we start off with the first one. The Gemara tries to prove via Kalvachomer that Shein and regel should be chayiv in public domain, even though we've learned that you're pater. However, the Gemara refutes the Kalvachomer and says, the Pasuk says, you only pay Nezek Sholem in steacher means there's only a concept of payment for Shein and regel in steacher which means the Roshis HaNizak, and therefore regarding Nezek Sholem, you certainly shouldn't have to pay for Shein and Regal in public. And regarding chatzin you can't make the kal either because we have a pasuk that teaches us only Karen pays chatzin Again, in the rishus of Arabim and Shainen Regal is entirely potter. Moving on now, Chavov Muralif, the second attempted kal to prove Shein and Regal should only be liable for chatzin in rishus hanizak. Um, Unlike we've been saying until now, where Shane and Regal are actually Chay nezik Shalim. So the Gemara tries to prove this from a V'chomer. However, the Gemara refutes it and says, the Pazik says, yeshalim regarding Shane and Regal, again in the Reshust of the Nizak, which implies, Lashon was that you have to pay nezik Shalim and not Chatsi Nezek. Third attempt at Kalvachomer, the Gemara says, should prove that Karen shouldn't be liable in public at all. And the Gemara refutes this and says, Pazik says, YaChetsun, regarding Karen, which teaches us, which is an extra word to teach us, that you're chayef in both private and public domain, thus you should be chayef for karen in public domain. Fourth attempted at the Gemara tries to show is that a person should be liable to pay kofar, as Rashi explains, if he kills B'mezid without warning, so he wouldn't be chayef misa or galas, maybe he should have to pay kofar like when his ox kills. The Gemara refutes this and says it's excluded based on the pasuk that says when the ox kills you pay kofar, there's an exclusion that a person would not. In the final, the fifth and final Kalvachomer the Gemara tries to say should be against Halacha, which should be, is that an ox should be liable to the four additional payments other than just Nezek. And the Gemara refutes that attempted Kalvachomer and says that we exclude an ox from the verse that says when a person damages, he pays those four additional payments. The Pasuk excludes an ox that they only pay Nezek when an ox damages, not the four additional payments. Moving on to the second section, about halfway down, the Gemara now tells us, a discussion about Kofar for the damage of Regal in private domain. So being that we know regel in private domain is considered a Muad. So the Gemara wonders, even though it's not like Keren in the sense that it's not Kavanah Solah but what would be the Halacha if an animal tramples a baby without intent to kill it? Meaning it didn't intend to kill the baby and it was done in private domain. So Regal is Muad. So maybe you'll say, just as an ox is chayiv when it's a Muad, to pay Kofar, perhaps in this scenario where it kills the baby in private domain where it's a muad for regal and it didn't intend to kill the baby, you should also have to pay the payment of Kofar for killing that baby. So the Gemara says, and the Gemara says, well, what's the Allah? you chay Kofar or not? So the Gemara answers based on an opinion of Rabbi Tarfun. opinion is he holds that an animal, even if it's a tam, if it enters the nizak's domain and it kills the nizak, means the homeowner, so you have to pay Kofer shalim, means you pay a full kofer. Not Khatzi Kofer, but you pay full kofer, even though it's a tam, which doesn't usually pay uh, Kofer. So the Gemara says, the, in order to appreciate his opinion, it must be premised on a Kalvachomer, which is deduced from Regel to Karen, which is the payment of Kofor associated with Regel, to the payment of Kofor associated with Karen. And based on the first step of that Kalvachomer, it would imply that in the above question about paying Kofor when it comes to Regel, the answer is you do. You would be chayif to pay kofar in such a scenario. The gemara does try to attempt to show you could learn the Kalvachomer to prove the position of Rabbi Tarfon from the zakin of regel, but those attempts are rejected. Ultimately, the Kalvachomer as we state, is as we stated, and therefore you actually deduce that regel would have a payment of kofar in rishus hanizak where it tramples a baby, like we explained. Moving on to the third section, which is the Mishnah towards the bottom of Chafav Muralaf. Now we discuss Adama Mazik. So the Mishnah tells us an Adama person is always considered muad, even if he damages something bishogeg or when he's sleeping. And the Mishnah concludes with a comparison of two cases where uh, if a person ended up blinding his friend, um, again, Bishogig, or he broke someone else's vessels, Bishogig, you're still of Nezek Shalim. Now granted, you're only of Nezek, and you don't pay the other four payments because it was Bishogig, but you're still chayav to pay Nezek Shalim on those. So the Gemara just elucidates the Mishnah and says the reason the Seifa has these last two cases is to teach us just as regarding breaking Kalim you only pay for Nezek and not the other four payments. Blinding your friend Bishogig would be the same. When it comes to Shogig, you're only Chayev Nezek and not the other four. Turn to Chavav Mubbez. And the Gemara says, we know that you only pay Nezek, you pay Nezek, and not even though you're not paying the other four, based on the Pasuk that says, Petzatach patza, which teaches us that you need to pay Nezek even if the damage of a person was done, when he damaged, he damaged even though it was done Bishogig. And the Gemara says, also we deduce from that pasuk you pay for Tsar, despite for paying Nezek as well, but that's based on the two parts of the pasuk that have the ability to create a drusha. Moving on to the fourth section now of the Gemara. The Gemara now quotes four scenarios, quoted by Rabbah, in terms of damages, and then the psakim of responsibility in each. So let's begin with the first scenario. Somebody else placed a stone in someone's lap, and he was totally unaware of it. He stood up and it fell out. So now let's go through the potential chiyuvim here. If it caused damage, so you'd be chayef for nezek, but not the other four, because it was bishogig. You'd be potter from melechah and shabbos, assuming that it went for Amos B'Shoshes to for example, because it wouldn't be considered meleches machsheves. You didn't have intent to do the Malacha. Your potter from Gaulus if that went and killed somebody accidentally because there was no awareness even in the beginning that it was there. And if he blinded his Eved, that would be a machlokus. Rabbon and Rav Megamliel, Liel. would say the Eved goes free. Rav say would say it doesn't. Case number two, he placed the stone in his own lap. He forgot about it, stood up, it fell out. So now, everything would be the same as we said above, besides for the fact that he would go to Golis because he was initially aware. So that's a shogig, normal shogig, that you'd be chayev to go to gallus for because of that killing. Case number three, a person threw a stone with, in, with the intention for it to go to Amos, but it traveled for Amos. So it would be the same as number one. The only difference would be is regarding gallus. Rashi actually has two versions. We say prat when he intends to throw two and th- throws four, to Machlok is between two yourselves of Rashi, essentially, if you're going to be Patr or Chayev in gallus, Case number four is he intended to throw a stone four Amos, when eight Amos, it would be the same as the p'saka number three we just said. Just regarding Shabbos, it would make a distinction. If he said wherever it lands is great, so then you'd be Chayev because that would be De Malachas, Machsheves. Because he initially intended to do a malach for four Amas Bishasarab, and it went four Amas, at least four Amas Bishasarab, based on his intention. Otherwise, if he intended for it to go four and it went eight, so then it would be considered not malaches, machsheves, and you wouldn't be chayiv and Shabbos. Moving on to the fifth and final se- section now, the Gemara tells us different cases and factors where there's multiple elements in damage, and then the responsibility. And this is within Rabbah. So we have three we'll begin with today, and we'll continue tomorrow with more cases like this. First is the owner of a vessel took his vessel and threw it off a roof. Someone else smashed it before it hit the ground. So the loch is the smasher, is putter, because he broke a broken vessel as it was in, tra- it was in a trajectory of breaking. So he didn't do anything that he bichayeth to pay for. Case number two is a mazik threw someone else's vessel off of a roof, and there were pillows below. So it wouldn't have broken based on trajectory. Someone else <clears throat> or the thrower himself removed those pillows, causing it to smash on the ground. Still, the, both parties would be putter here. Even if the mazik threw it and removed those pillows afterwards, we did it quickly, obviously, because that would be a concept of grama ben which is just a causation of damage in your putter. Case number three: Someone threw a baby off of a roof, and someone else below caught it on a sword, killing it. So this is a machlokus. Rabbanan or ibn In a similar situation, the Rabbanan would say the person who they're both potter from misa in this case or for for the death of the baby because he, they didn't kill a full soul. Even the fellow with the knife at the bottom, he didn't kill a full soul because the first person who threw it was also participating in it. Bita b'Maseira, turning to Chafazayin and Madalif, would say meaning the guy with the sword, because he brought the death of that baby closer and he's actually responsible for that baby's death. We're stopping at the top of Chafzayin, and with Aleph, as Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Chafzayin. In the meantime, everyone have a wonderful day.